Hello there, this is Az, and this is episode two of Black Box Thinking, uh, all around successes and mistakes um, of my game weeks and how I can learn from them, and hopefully um, which will give you some tips on how you can learn from my mistakes and, and not, not do the same, and hopefully we can all become better managers at the end of it. Um, interesting week last week, uh, you know, lots of hype around Hazard um, off the back of his hat trick, lots of talk about Liverpool who would play and you know, people taking out Salah for hits and wild cards being played. And, you know, it was one of those weeks where is, you know, any, anything could have really happened. Um, I did okay. I got 69 points, took a four-point hit. Uh, the hit wasn't wasn't that successful. I'll come on to that in a bit. Um, but overall, you know, 65 points to still have my wild card in play. Uh, I'm, relatively, I'm relatively happy with that. The kind of big thing for me last week was I can't really remember a week where I felt so um, just so stressed, really, when when thinking about my decisions. I mean, every, every night I was I was lying in bed till you know one or two o'clock in the morning. I had my finger over the button for selling Salah. Eight point hits were playing in my mind. I was in the gym and I was thinking about wild cards, and you know it kind of got me thinking about emotions and, and how we feel when when we have a particularly bad game week like I did last week um, and also when when a player does really well and you see everyone around you getting him in uh, it can be very hard to kind of resist those urges um, so I think that's really one of the successes of, of my week I think was that I I managed to ignore my my emotions I kept a kind of level head uh, I waited until the end of the week uh, to the press conferences and and you know so I could really kind of talk to people and then get a feel about what I thought was going to happen at the weekend and in the end it just it just didn't seem right to sell Salah uh, Southampton at home uh, you know even for Hazard who just scored that hat-trick I thought that West Ham game was going to be tough and it proved to be um, and you know they kind of got me thinking well last year you know I, I did I had a good season you know what 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 was my kind of secret and I think one of my secrets was it was the first season where I really waited with my transfers I think, you know, nine times out of 10, I, I waited until the end of the week before I made them. Um, and I think in particular, when you're making a big move. So this week, I've taken an early transfer. I've taken Pickford out uh, for Patricio. Not my most exciting transfer, but one that needed to be done. Um, you know, that kind of transfer, you know, if, if Pickford goes on and gets six, seven points and Patricio gets two, it's not that big a deal. The, the big transfers, you know, taking Salah out, bringing Hazard in, you know, these bringing in premium players, trying to play the fixtures or things like that. I think that's when you really need just to take a step back and just consider all the all the facts you've got. Look at the stats. Look at the um, records. And I think, you know, even even past records, and West Ham had a really good um, record against Chelsea. And I do think that that does, you know, play some part in, in some of these games. I think it can kind of fire teams up and, and help them in their fixture. West Ham seemed really up for that game and, and Chelsea just weren't, weren't on it. They may be a bit tired from the Europa League game or... Or whatever. Um, so that's my first my first tip, really. Um, you know, try not to let your emotions get the best of you. I'm a very emotional manager. I, I get very stressed and bogged down with these kind of things. But I, I really do think that the best way to manage that is to wait until the end of the week. I know it can be hard with the price rises, but if you're not 100 percent sure on a transfer, I think you need to wait until the end of the week to, before you make a transfer. So this week also got me thinking about mistakes uh, and you know, what, what exactly is a mistake and. That's one of the questions I'm asked with this podcast is you're looking at things in hindsight. You know, you don't want to have a bit of a bias around that. What, you know, a good decision you made 
one week might turn out to be a bad decision another week and it's quite hard that's why you kind of look at it on a week on week basis and kind of get a gut feel of how, how i think the decisions have gone uh my my big my big transfer this week was taking Gundogan out uh, for Fraser for a four-point hit. Gundogan then went on and started and scored and assisted and got three bonus points and the yeah, absolutely massive haul. Um, you know, on paper, that seems like a mistake, you know, taking him out. But really, I, I don't regret it. I don't think it was a mistake. Gundogan, he's, he's just, he's not playing. And, you know, we talked last week about um, rotation players and you know playing players picking players who are going to play I just don't want Gundogan in my team I just never know when he's going to start I didn't I didn't fancy start I wasn't even going to start him against Cardiff and if you've got a player on your team you don't think it's going to you know play against Cardiff then you, you've got a bit of a problem um so I'm, I'm happy with Fraser going forward I'm much happier with Fraser than than having Gundogan um I just have no idea you know what's what's going to happen with Gundogan and he's being bought by quite a few people and I think they're going to be um you know burnt by him uh Bernardo Silva as well he's another one he seems you know, to be playing most minutes, but you never really know where he's going to play. So you've kind of got the same same problem, really. He could be playing a really advanced role. He could be playing kind of in midfield. I think he played right back earlier in the season. And it's just not, not really the kind of player I want in my team. I want to have a, a nailed on player who I know where he's going to play and I know where he's going to get the points. Um, so uh, I'm not I'm not putting that one down as a mistake. I think the, the mistake uh, wasn't selling Gundogan, it was bringing Gundogan in the first place. So that ties into the the, the same thing I talked about last week. Uh, just just don't bring in rotation risks. It's, it's just not worth it, uh, I, I don't think. And there's quite a few of them around at the moment who, who people are buying and I think people are going to be burnt by them. Uh, Trippier is one. You know, they've got this Barcelona game coming up. Is he going to play Huddersfield, Barcelona and Cardiff? He's probably going to miss one of those. Ali as well. He played most of the game tonight. Uh, he was a player I was really looking at, but it just puts me off him in playing tonight. I, I don't think he's going to start, you know, all three of the next matches. Just come back from injury, massively puts me off. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm sticking with that now. Just just avoid the rotation risk. One reason why I decided on um, not playing the wild card last week was that I felt that the, the players I'd be bringing in were were very much last week's players. I kind of fell into that trap a little bit with Fraser, but I, I, I do think Fraser's got a good run of fixtures. Uh, I do I do wish I'd brought in Knockhart sort of in preparation of, of the good run Brighton have got, uh, or also because I love him. But, um, you know, it's, it's easy to say when Knockhart scored that, that goal against Spurs. So um, I'm quite happy with Fraser for the next few weeks. Um, but, you know, I would have had to rip my team apart to, to have gone for Hazard. And he's, he's a funny player, Hazard. He's not going to score a hat-trick every week. Um, the Southampton game next week looks looks good, but Sam's in between Liverpool and United could make a case for going without him, especially if you're looking at the uh, you know the Tottenham players who've, who've got two two better games. So um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't rip my team apart. I'm glad I didn't wild card. I do feel like when you're wild carding, you want to get ahead of the curve. So I think this week, you know, you, you've got some options to to get ahead. Lacazette's still going under the radar, really low ownership. Uh, I mentioned last week I I thought it was a bit of a rotation risk, but I, th- I think he's he's just he's playing too well. His form's too good at the moment to be dropped, and I think he he's a good short term a short term option with with Arsenal's fixtures. Um, you've got Richarlison back now. Really, really good game. Well, really good first half I thought against Arsenal. Uh, his his chest down um, from across to to you know he just had Bellerin in his pocket and had a couple of really good opportunities to score. I think he might get a run of games up front as well, which would be absolutely fantastic for him uh, if if you know Tucson was benched. Calvin Lewin hasn't really done much to stake his claim. Richardson played up front for Brazil, so I think you know now's your chance to get Richardson in and hopefully enjoy some points. 
some points from him. Um, you know, if, if I was wildcarding now, again, I think this week and next week are, are two good weeks to do it. If if you're debating it, you can look at the Tottenham players, you can look at the Arsenal players. Brighton have got a really good run of fixtures coming up. Um, and soon West Ham's fixtures turn turn really good as well. When you can, you know, look at getting in on Altovic, uh, look at getting in Fabianski, look at maybe, you know, maybe getting in a, uh, you know, a, a punt on Yarmolenko or someone like that. I think West Ham are, are, are a good team. They've won, you know, heavy, heavy win tonight in the cup. They look full of confidence at the moment. And I think uh, Brighton and West Ham are going to give us some really, really good uh, chief options in the next few weeks. I think one thing that I really tried to not let get to me last week was uh, all the talk about Liverpool and rotation and Klopp's comments about, you know, Shakiri needing more minutes and people saying, oh, you know, uh, Salah's going to be benched, Manny's going to be benched, they've got hard games coming up, this is the chance to rest them and all that. But there was no real kind of direct evidence to support that. It was all just kind of conjecture, really, and kind of formed a bit of a confirmation bias. I think people wanted an excuse to take um, Mane and, and Salah out. So they kind of used, used that to kind of justify justify the moves. Um, it reminded me of Aguero when he, you know, when everyone was talking about him getting benched to get against Huddersfield, but all, all the sources were just that weird, you know, Guardian rumour that turned out to be a load of rubbish. Uh, so I think you've got to you be careful with, with you know, rumours that you read online. Um, I, I mean, I, on the scout cast last night, I was I was talking about Doherty's thigh injury and, um, you know, I'm seeing it crop up places you know people were saying oh you know there's rumors that Doherty's out with a thigh strain um I had a look for uh, someone posted it on Twitter um it was a kind of a link to the Wolves forum where a fan had, 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 had mentioned it uh, I, can't, I just can't find it now I, honestly I, I don't know where it is so um you know I don't know I don't know if that was completely justified but I think that's a good example it just shows you know how people can run away with with something when when they hear it and you know it can get shared and kind of snowball a bit so I think you've got to be a bit wary I think rotation happens less than we think it it will I think you know uh, City last year quite a good example didn't actually rotate that much they eventually kind of settled down to a team um, I think City are, are still the, the riskiest team anyway because they've got the most you know the most available uh, world-class players you know having Mares and Sané and you know, Foden on the bench is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, so, you know, any, any of those could play in any week. Uh, really surprised by David Silver benching. Didn't see that coming. Be interested to know what people were going to do with him going forward. I'm glad I don't have that decision to make. I think, uh, you know, can he play three times in a week? He's If he's if he's being saved for the Champions League, probably not. They've proven now that they can win without him. Uh, Foden's, you know, looking like a real option. Um, scored his first goal at the weekend. So I think you have got a decision to make if you've got Silver. I don't think you can really sell him this week with Brighton at home. I think you're just hoping that he starts. But I think, you know, long term, uh, you know, you've got to be looking at, at downgrading him to Richarlison or, uh, you know, someone someone else in the in, in and around the 8.5 mark, a Tottenham mid um, or, or someone like that. Uh, tricky one. Got the stats on his side. Great player when he plays. Just one of those ones to me, just too much of a rotation risk. So I think you've got to lose him. So if you have a look at my spreadsheet this week, you'll see that my successes are just as a roundup where I didn't get caught up in the rotation fears around Liverpool. I didn't rip up my team for a, one player. Um, I backed myself. I talked Hazard's chances down in the match uh, and he did blank and I ignored the emotions. So I think they're, they're good solid successes and, you know, it, it makes me makes me happy reading those back, um, you know, to know that I did did do some good things this week. Uh, if you look at my, my failures, um, you know, buying Gundogan, but it was a few weeks ago, 
selling Gundogan, I'm just not regarding as a failure. I think it was the right move. I'm happy with Fraser going forward. Um, we'll see how he performs. I've uh, got the Monday night game. Um, just on the emotion, that reminds me actually. Uh, one of the one of the big emotional decisions is is always when you've got a player playing sort of on the Monday night or the Sunday. And actually, that was, you know, even as a manager who's played this game for so long, um, having not having Hazard in that Sunday afternoon game just was such a stressful experience. And you know, if Hazard if Hazard had gone mad in that game, it really would have ruined my weekend. Uh, but it's it's really important not to not to let those kind of decisions get you down. Um, I know Andy. Uh, on the scout cast, he he, you know, he's very against that. I don't. I think he said once he doesn't even look at the fixtures. He doesn't know what when when the fixtures are going to be played. He knows what the fixtures are, but doesn't know when they're going to be played. Very sensible. Um, I kind of plan my week weekend around them, so I need to know. But I think you're definitely advantaged if you don't know when what games are, are when. Um, but I, I certainly don't think you should let that that influence your your judgment. So that's that's going to be something that I'm going to be keeping my eye on to make sure that I don't um, accidentally make a decision based on when the games are being played. Um, and that's it, I think, this week. Uh, just just nice little roundup there. Looking forward to next week. Uh, as I said, made my transfer. Pickford to Patricio. Keeping faith with Mane. He looks quite poor the last couple of games. Uh, he'll be sort of next on my, my chopping block if he doesn't perform against Chelsea. Uh, with City next, I'll probably be looking at getting a, a Tottenham mid. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But best of luck, everyone. And have a good game week.